Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, September 8th, 2017. As always, it is Mike Lyon here with the wicked awesome Boston Sports Podcast, the Friday edition. And yeesh, or yuck, is pretty much the only two words that come to my mind after last night. If you're just waking up, uh, or if you, for some reason, are living under a rock as a Patriots fan, you're waking up to the news that the Patriots were clobbered last night by the Kansas City Chiefs. The final score was 42-27. to 27. Uh, The Patriots actually led this game going into the fourth quarter. They led it 27-21. to 21. They allowed three touchdowns in the fourth quarter uh, in what was generally just a horrible all-around effort uh, to open the season. And we'll get very much in deeper, excuse me, we'll get, I can't talk this morning, that's how upset I am. We're going to get very far into it in today's podcast uh, today we're coming to you, uh, not from the car, but from the house, working from home today, so we're going to do the podcast and then just go right to work from here, uh, so you won't get any of the blinkers or the horns or anything like that, but uh, let's focus on the game. Um, what can you say? I mean, they had a great celebration to open uh, to, to, to open the season, they unveiled the banners, they bring down uh, a, a bunch of, of past Patriots greats. They bring on Julian Edelman, who's obviously done for the year, uh, to help with the celebration, which was a really nice touch. Uh, everything seemed to be going uh, according to plan. This is what the Patriots do. They win the Super Bowl. They have a great celebration. They unveil the banner, number five. It just seemed like it was going to be another night. And then uh, things took a real serious turn for the worse, uh, really, in the second half of the game. But there were signs that it wasn't going to be good all over the place. Uh, you thought this game, quite frankly, was going to be a route. The Patriots took the ball to start the game. They marched down the field. They scored a touchdown. On the very first Chiefs play from scrimmage, there was a fumble. The Patriots recovered it deep in the Chiefs' territory. Uh, they, they scored what it looked to be a touchdown on an incredible catch by Rob Gronkowski. That got called back uh, because the replay showed that it had hit the ground. And the Patriots got, the Patriots got stuffed on fourth down on that drive. Came away with no points. Chiefs took it the other way for a touchdown, and the game was on. But even after that, in the first half, the offense uh, showed some signs that, that it was going to be able to move the ball, uh, and it was clicking pretty well. Uh, two more scoring drives in the first half. They got up 10 points. You felt like they should have been up at least 13, if not 17, based on that, that stalled fourth, fourth down deep in, opponent in, in, in Chiefs territory. Um, but things started happening. You had warning signs throughout that game that all was not right. The Chiefs take the football back uh, after the turnover on downs. They march it right down the field with almost no resistance against the Patriots' defense uh, and score a touchdown. Uh, they did the same exact thing after the Patriots' defense stiffened, stiffened up briefly uh, toward the end of the first quarter and in the second quarter. They get the ball deep in Patriots territory with about two and a half minutes to go uh, in the half, in the first half. They march it all the way down in, in all the way down about 90 to 92 yards, score another touchdown, make it 17 to 14 at the end at, at, at halftime. And then the second half was just miserable, just absolutely miserable for the Patriots defense. The offense wasn't too much better. Uh, they did get an early touchdown. Uh, Mike Gilsley had a nice game, I, I suppose, at the goal line, scoring three times. 
Um, but the Chiefs' offense just wouldn't be denied in the second half, and the Patriots had absolutely no answer for or just no answer for the Chiefs' offense, uh, which, quite frankly, isn't all that good. Uh, 28 points allowed in the second half, 42 total for the game. Um, Alex Smith, who is... You know, widely referred to as a game manager, obviously. It's the, that's the, the moniker that he gets. It's probably unfortunate because he's better than that. But uh, he's not this good. Uh, Alex Smith throws for four touchdowns. Uh, at, one point, at one point late in the fourth quarter, and I don't have the full stats in front of me right now, but at one point late in the fourth quarter, he was completing 80% of his throws. Uh, he was close to a perfect quarterback rating on the night. Uh, they score three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Patriots can't offer anything, and they go down. So where do you go to blame? You know, let's play the blame game for a second. Uh, everybody's going to want to blame the defense because of the way the Chiefs were able to move the football really all night after the fumble. Uh, you can certainly start there. The defense is most definitely not without blame for this, uh, this, this loss. Uh, it was terrible pretty much all night, even in the first half. Uh, the Chiefs were able to move the ball with relative ease. They, they, they got a couple of stops here and there, uh, especially in the first half. It, it seemed like they forced a lot of punts, although three of them came on one attempt because uh, the Patriots had two penalties on a 4th and 12 uh, that made for two re-kicks. Um, but the, the defense just didn't have an answer in any way, shape, or form. And where do you point the finger to, be, to, to begin with? Well, I, I'm going to start in what some would consider an unorthodox place, but I think it's the right place to start here. Uh, I'm starting with the coaches. It, it was one of the worst coached games really across the board, uh, but particularly on defense that I can ever remember uh, a Patriots coaching staff having. Uh, Matt Patricia, who's a good defensive coordinator, take nothing away from him. He's a head coaching candidate, a future head coaching candidate, and a smart guy. Um, but he just didn't have a good game last night. He didn't have a good game plan. The, the game plan was to counter the apparent speed of the Chiefs uh, with a lot of defensive backs. Uh, they played Jordan Richards early and often, normally a safety. They played him at linebacker almost throughout the game. Uh, the Chiefs were able to run on that line and run on that defense at will. Uh, they were able to, once they, they softened him up with the run in the first half, they threw over threw over the defense, even into the dime, even into the nickel at will. Um, the, just the, 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 the scheme and the defense, I just didn't get it last night. If you're going to play that many defensive backs, I don't have much of a problem with it, but you've got to at least mix, things, mix some things up. Um, now, maybe that's a, a problem with personnel. They, they, they just didn't trust who they had out there. Uh, but at some point, it just seems like you got to try something different. Um, they, they basically did the same exact thing all night, and that's not something you expect from a Patriots defense that prides itself on versatility. I mean, they rushed four. They kept a linebacker in the game uh, on one side. It was Dante Hightower mainly helping out with the rush and playing on the line before he got hurt in the third quarter. Uh, people want to point to that to why the defense would look really, really bad down the stretch. I get it, although I don't think it would have made a huge difference, quite frankly. The schemes just weren't there. Um, 
they played Jordan Richards as a linebacker to help out in coverage. They were, they were worried about the speed of the team. Uh, it just, but it, it, they, they really were doing the same thing all night. And when you do the same thing all night, quarterbacks and coaches catch on. They didn't make any adjustments in the second half when things went poorly. Uh, they didn't bl- bring blitzes or disguise coverages. They just played the same kind of too deep look uh, all night, and it burned them. Um, they they had bad matchups galore in the second half. Alex Smith found ways to pick it apart. The the the, the Chiefs coaching staff and credit them, <clears throat> they found it. They picked it apart at will. Um, but the, the 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 coaching performance on the Patriots side just left a lot to be desired, especially on defense. They they didn't do anything special. They didn't do anything to try to knock the the Chiefs off their game, uh, and it just left a lot to be desired. It, it was far from the only reason the defense was poor. Um, if if you want the the guy you really want to follow on Twitter during a game is Ben Volin from the Ben Volin from the, uh, the the Boston Globe. He's he's great at breaking down plays and figuring out what went, what went uh, what went wrong. Um, and both him and Mike Reese from ESPN, another great follow, um, paid a lot of attention and, and shed a lot of light on communication issues in the secondary. Uh, they had a huge blown coverage between Stefan Gilmore and, and Devin McCourty, who you, you might think are your two best defenders back there. Just an enormous miscommunication early in the second half that led to a 75-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill. Uh, they had communication issues up and down the line last night in the secondary, and obviously it cost them. Now, did, did injuries play a role? They did play a role. Don't get me wrong. Uh... Dante Hightower getting hurt early in the second half was a killer for the defense. Uh, They lost their leader. They lost their only guy, quite frankly, that was in that lineup that was versatile enough to do a lot of things in coverage and in tackling and in rushing the passer. Uh, But, and you know, while the Hightower injury was significant, don't get me wrong, but and there were obviously multiple, there were other injuries on the offensive side that, that really affected them, but you can't just point to one injury and say that's the reason the defense was bad. Uh, you had high-paid, big-time, established defenders up and down that lineup last night. Stephon Gilmore went wire to wire. Mal- Malcolm Butler went wire to wire. Uh, Devin McCourty and Trey Flowers basically went wire to wire. McCourty came off for one snap. Uh, you know, you, you, if if you were listen, watch the game on NBC last night. You heard Chris Collins were saying the late, uh, the the late going. This is not the Patriots' defense. This is not the one we're used to. It's just not them. Um, they don't have their personnel in there. I, I disagree with that. They they certainly didn't have the same personnel up front that they've had in the past. But I mean, the names I just mentioned, they're the heart and soul of your defense. Gilmore, Butler, McCourty, Flowers. Hightower was in there for pretty much every snap until he got hurt. Uh, Malcolm, or Malcolm Brown played 71% of the snaps last night. That's high for him. Uh, Alan Branch played 42 snaps last night, 61%. That's high for him. I mean, the heart and soul of your defense was in there. It just got abused. And, you know, again, Hightower getting hurt was a killer. The long pass play that put the Chiefs ahead for good to Kareem Hunt uh, in which you know Cassius Marsh, who just came over from Seattle less than a week ago, uh, he was in coverage. He got beat. Uh, you can't fault that entirely on Marsh. I mean, the, the, he needs help. 
He's got to have help over the top. You got you got to play assignment football, and whether that's the linebacker who's got to be a little deeper, whether that's the safety who's got to come up and close, I don't know. But defense is assignment football uh, in the Patriots system, and there were way too many blown assignments last night. Way too many. Uh, among guys who are used to playing in this system to just say, well, it was Hightower who got hurt, uh, and they don't have the same guys in, in, in the lineup that they normally do. It was more than that. It was just a collective defensive failure. And, and I'm not just talking about the big plays. The, the big, you know, Everybody's pointing to, the, well, the defense gave up too many big plays last night. That's absolutely true. Uh, they gave up a ton of big plays. But you're talking about a lot of these intermediate plays, too. Uh, the, the Chiefs were able to go 8, 9... To 15 yards with ease last night. I mean, there were throws last night that were in the, that that kind of middle range from Smith. And give the Chiefs credit; they recognized it. They 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 attacked the weak spots in the defense. Give Smith credit; he was accurate. He found his receivers. He did a great job in the pocket, moving around and keeping plays alive. But I mean, you're talking about receivers who were wide open, wide open, with absolutely no one even near them. Um, and the Chiefs were just consistently able to get chunks of yards without virtually any resistance coming from the Patriots' secondary in the linebacking core. Uh, and by the end of the game, the pass rush was non-existent too. They got some sacks here and there, uh, but uh, the, the, it was just a collective defensive failure last night. Now, Hightower's injury does not appear to be all that significant. Uh, he was riding the bike. He didn't get back into the game. It looks like he was trying to work it out and just didn't. Uh, I'm not surprised they took the long-term view on him. He's the most important player in that defense. They didn't want to risk him going back into the game. Uh, it doesn't appear that his injury is all that significant. Now he gets a week and a half to heal it. Uh, but you got some major issues to figure out here. Uh, they got exposed in the first game, and it like it, like you know I'm gonna repeat this theme when I talk about the offense. It's it's not time to sound the panic button yet. It is certainly not time to sound the panic button. They've lost game ones before and they've come back and been fine uh obviously the super bowl season against the 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 seahawks they lost the first game and then got pounded in kansas city came back to win a super bowl that year uh so it's not time to sound the panic button just because they're 0-1 but the defense has major concerns major concerns And, and those concerns most notably the big concern for me is depth i i don't know if they have the defensive depth this year at the present time uh, especially up front, uh, Ninkovich retiring and uh, and 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 Jabal Sheard leaving and and not having that kind of consistent pass rush across from Trey Flowers uh, and in the linebacking core behind Hightower, I, you know David Harris plays two snaps last night, played two snaps and and I I understand he wasn't a huge part of the game plan. He's not much of a coverage guy, uh, not real fast, but beyond Hightower. They've got issues in, in, in depth in, at the linebacking position. So uh, depth is a major issue. Communications is obviously a huge issue. Chemistry in the secondary. You know, Matt Patricia's got a lot to – I mean, coaching was an issue last night, as I already talked about. They, they've got a lot, a lot of work to do, as Belichick said. I mean, that's very cliche, but they do. Uh, and, oh, by the way, next week they got to go into New Orleans. They got to go into a place that's often very difficult to play in, a place where the last time they were there they got absolutely pounded, uh, and they've got to go against an offense that is extremely high powered, better than the offense they played last night, led by Drew Plee, you know, re- led by Drew Brees. 
so we'll see if they can work all this stuff out. They've done it before. The Patriots typically bounce back. No need to worry too much yet, but they've got another major challenge on their hands in a week and a half, so we'll see if they're able to do it. But last night's performance on defense left a lot to be desired. Now you go over to the other side of the ball, and you know everyone wants to put this one on the defense. The defense didn't make any plays. The defense couldn't stop Alex Smith. That's all true. Uh, I, the offense wasn't good either last night. And I know they scored 27 points. That, that sounds r- ridiculous. Uh, but I didn't see an A game out of the offense last night. I mean, look at the stats on Brady, first and foremost. 16 out of 36. 16 out of 36. Seven point yards average per completion. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a big believer uh, in touchdown passes as a, as a statistic, I think it's a great, it's a fantasy stat, and nothing more than that. It's it's. I, be, I I I've always believed, and I still believe that touchdown passes are not an accurate measure of a quarterback's worth to a team. But Brady didn't throw for any last night. They got three touchdowns on the ground, and, and he just didn't look right. He didn't look comfortable all night. He didn't look comfortable throwing the ball to these guys. Um, it looked. To me, like he was targeting Gronk on almost every play, uh, and the Chiefs decided that they weren't going to let Gronk beat him. They they often had two guys. They had bracketed Gronk. They had Eric Berry covering him before Berry got hurt, uh, and Berry did a great job. Uh, it, Gronk stopping Gronk was the the big defensive game plan for the Chiefs last night. Uh, it seemed to me like Brady was looking his way often, not finding him, and then going to a second and third options. And if that's going to be the case all season, if, if Gronk's going to be the first option, teams are going to pick up on that. Teams are going to duplicate exactly what the Chiefs did last night. Take away Gronk, make Brady go to his wide receivers, and you could tell last night, Brady doesn't fully trust this crew. He just does not fully trust it. Not yet, anyway. That's not to say that, 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 that's not to say that it, it won't be adjusted in time. Uh, they still made some good throws. They, they, he, he hit Amendola for a couple uh, catches, and more about him in a second. Uh, he hit Cooks for a long one, um, and there were some good throws to Hogan. There, there, there were some good throws in there, don't get me wrong. Uh, they moved the ball fairly effectively throughout three quarters of this game, uh, but they just didn't look right. There was something missing. And I'm telling you, I, I think not having Edelman in there at least for the first game of the season, affected it. That can be fixed. I mean, Brady's going to gain confidence with this group as the season goes on. Uh, on the list of things to worry about, uh, the passing game, quite frankly, is lower on the totem pole than, than most things. I, I know it didn't look right last night, particularly, particularly in the end when they needed a comeback and Amadola was hurt uh, and they had to go vertical. It didn't look right, but I, I think they'll figure the passing game out. They can't be completely reliant on Gronk, though. Teams are going to take that away from them. Now, about Amendola, uh, who had a pretty darn good game. I mean, before he gets hurt, Amendola caught six balls for 100 yards. Uh, he had a good 27-yarder in the middle of the second quarter after the Chiefs had scored a touchdown um, to, 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 to kind of key a big drive for the Patriots, but... I mean, you look at these stats, no one else had more than three catches. I mean, Cooks had the long one, and it was a beautifully thrown ball by Brady uh, in the third quarter. 
uh, it led to a field goal, which ended up being the last points of the game. It was a beautiful ball. It was a beautiful catch. He had the long one. But that was pretty much it. That was pretty much it for Brandon Cooks. He had two other catches all night. I mean, Gronk had two catches all game. Hogan had one. I mean, to me, that's, that's indicative of just a lack of trust between Brady and his receivers right now. You know, with, with, with Edelman, you, you obviously had a, a level of trust with the, that, that Brady knew where he was going to be uh, at certain times and that, that Brady was going to trust him to be open, uh, especially on third downs. I mean, you, you, just, you don't have that right now between Brady, between Brady and his receivers. I'm not saying it's not going to come. It's game one. There's no reason to panic. They've got 15 more and a million more practices practices to figure it out. Um, but, you know, the, the trust right there is very clearly not present between Brady and his rece- receivers right now. Aside from Gronk, and like, like I said, he was looking Gronk's way pretty much all night. Uh, they couldn't hook up because Kansas City took that away from them and did a really good job of it. You, know, you want to say nice game for, for Mike Gilsley? I mean, he, he scored three touchdowns. Again, I, I don't think touchdowns are really a true worth of a player's value. Uh, but uh, he, he got the job done on the goal line. That was good to see. Uh, White carries for ten time, carries 10 times for 38 yards. He gave him a bit of a spark in the running game. Uh, Rex Burkhead, who, by the way, I completely forgot to mention on the podcast yesterday, previewing the Patriots season, my fault on that. Uh, but it's not like I missed much. I mean, Rex, Rex Burkhead, who people thought was going to be a huge part of this offense, touches the ball four times last night. Uh, not a factor at all. Which brings me to what most people are, t- are saying was the offense's ultimate failure last night, and that was going 0-2 on fourth and extremely short scenarios. And you can... You can say an awful lot about both of these plays because they were pretty much identical. They gave the ball to Gillsley, asked him to pick up inches or a yard, didn't do it either time. In fact, he got thrown back both times. I mean, you can you can certainly point to uh, the offensive line and, and, and James Devlin not getting a good enough push up front. They didn't. The Chiefs won both battles, and that is most definitely uh, an issue. That's the reason they didn't get the first downs, obviously. But, again, the coaching staff's got to take part of the blame in this, if not the whole thing. I mean, you can't just run the ball directly up the middle twice. Twice! Um, they ran the literally the exact same play twice to try to get short yards. And it failed them both times. I mean, where was the creativity? Where's the creativity? Where's the misdirection? Where's the quarterback sneak? Where's something to try to get you that extra yard? Especially after it failed in the first quarter. They ran the same exact play the second time later in the game when you absolutely needed a fourth down there, a fourth down conversion. You absolutely needed it. Uh, They run the same exact play. And, again, you got to fault. I mean, you'd been stood up on the line all game uh, in that scenario. You gotta give me something to to get that extra yard. Some kind of misdirection, some kind of fake, something. Uh, maybe even spread everybody out, go fourth and short, and get Brady some matchups that he can take advantage of. I don't care. But as particularly when you failed it on on the first attempt, you can't go right back to it on the second attempt. 
Uh, and the second attempt is what ultimately cost them the game because the Chiefs, I, I don't think the Chiefs scored on that drive, but they punted. Patriots went three and out, and then the, and then the Chiefs scored on the next drive, and the game was over. So, again, an enormous coaching failure on that side of the ball, I thought, in the short, short yardage situations. They scored some points. They just didn't look right. I'm not worried about the Patriots' offense long term. I think they'll get it figured out, uh, but not their best effort last night. So is it, is, is it time to, to hit the panic button? No. It is not time to hit the panic button. And if you're, if you're on the ledge... If you're screaming and you're frustrated, it's okay to be frustrated. They played awful last night. They got humiliated humiliated on national television uh, in front of their home fans. It is more than possible that the Patriots were feeling themselves last night um, and just didn't show up to play uh, for one reason or another. Uh, if, if that was going to be the case all season, if they were feeling themselves on the backs of the big Super Bowl win last year, uh, I'm glad that this happened early because you'll get it out of your system quick. Um, the coaching staff will obviously take this. They'll learn from it. They'll show it to the players. They will humble the players with this. Uh, so it, it is way, way too early to panic. Uh, I'm not panicking. I'll see if they can get it figured out next week. They've got a very tall task ahead of them next week. I, I to, to go down to New Orleans and avoid an 0-2 uh, against a team that's rebuilt themselves and, and an offense that looks pretty darn good against us, you know they're going to go against a, a good offense with a defense that looked awful last night. It's a tall task, um, but I, I'm not going to worry about it long term. That's not worth it. It's one game in a long season. It wasn't a divisional game. It was a home game, but it wasn't in the division. The Chiefs are a good team. Uh, give them credit for winning it, but you know. Long-term view, not worried. Short-term view, lot to work on. We'll see if they can come out and, and do it again in New Orleans next week. So we'll put a bow on that. Uh, let's move sports very quickly and talk about the Red Sox, who were off last night. Uh, Yankees won a rescheduled game against Baltimore, so the lead is now three and a half games in the American League East. Uh, the magic number remains at 20 to clinch the division. Uh, you've got a weekend series this weekend against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not going to catch the Red Sox in all likelihood in the East, but they are they are very much in the picture for a potential wild card spot uh, with all kinds of teams bunched uh, around that second spot. Uh, they're three and a half games behind Minnesota. Uh, they actually have a losing record on the season, 70 and 71. But what it tells you is you know Tampa's going to come to play. They're coming into Fenway. They're not going to roll over. They're going to play this one out. Uh, you got Pomeranz tonight. Uh, he's going to try to get back on track after a bad start, uh, his first bad start in a while against the Yankees last weekend, against Chris Archer, who is a guy that the Red Sox have handled fairly consistently. A good pitcher, but uh, somebody that they've handled. Chris Sale will try to rebound from his worst start of the season. Uh, on Saturday against Matt Andrees. Uh And then Rick Porcello, who's also coming off just a horrible start. Uh, that was against the Blue Jays on Monday. Uh, he gets the ball on Sunday. Uh, I don't think Tampa Bay has announced a starter yet. But uh, it's a series you got to win. And the Yankees go down to Texas this weekend uh, and have Masahiro Tanaka starting tonight, who's on a roll, just an absolute roll. So they're probably winning tonight. 
Luis Severino pitches Saturday for them. And if you look at the Yankees' schedule for the rest of this season, you'll be amazed at how many home games they have left. They, they've got uh, the series this weekend against Texas. They're supposed to go to Tampa next week, although Hurricane Irma might have something to say about that. Um, we'll see what happens with, with, with those games. But after that series is over next Wednesday, the Yankees are scheduled to play 14 out of their last 17 games at home in Yankee Stadium. 14 out of their last 17 are in Yankee Stadium. And they're not playing the Clevelands and the Houstons and the Red Sox, quite frankly, of the world. They're playing the Orioles, they're playing the Twins, who are in the wild card just barely, uh, the Rays again, and the Blue Jays. That's who they got left. So the Yankees are going to close okay. If you're the Red Sox, you got to take advantage uh, of this series. This is a team in Tampa Bay who you handle pretty well. Uh, they've played them pretty well all season. They generally play Tampa Bay pretty well. Uh, then they play Oak. They get an off day Monday. They play Oakland. Then they go on a big road trip. Uh, so you got to handle these next two series. They, they handled the series against the Blue Jays. They, they won it. They won two out of three. Uh, you got to win at least two out of three this weekend, if not sweep the Rays. Uh, it'll be disappointing if they don't. And then you, you got to handle the athletics next week. And then, and then you go back on the road and you see what happens. But, uh, you know, your two best pitchers go tonight and tomorrow, so you feel pretty good about it. Um, and, you know, Sunday, who knows what will happen, but at least you got your two best pitchers going tonight, so the Red Sox will be favored uh, in the next couple of games. Um, and uh, I don't think, yeah, I was just checking on uh, whether anybody's expected out. I think you're going to have your entire lineup. You're going to have your entire bullpen. They, got a, they had a rest day yesterday. Uh, so you'll have pretty much everybody lined up for this weekend. Uh, so we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it again on Monday. But again, Red Sox, three against the Rays this weekend. Uh, first game tonight at Fenway uh, at 710, Pomeranz and Archer. And uh, we'll talk about it on Monday when we get back. So that's our show on a disappointing set Friday morning. Uh, we will be back on Monday to discuss the Red Sox series this weekend. Any other lingering Patriots news? Uh, we've also got the Bruins coming back to training camp uh, and beginning preseason play pretty soon. We might talk some Bruins. Uh, we'll see what kind of news emerges on that front. But we'll talk again Monday morning. Uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll start talking about the Patriots game next weekend about the Saints, against the Saints, uh, and we'll see what happened over the weekend in Boston sports. For now, it's Mike Lyon. This has been the Wicked Awesome Boston Sports Podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you Monday, September 11th. Bye-bye.